0: You're free to create whatever it is that you want. So all of us are creative. Creating the feminine image the way we as women want to be
1: viewed. How are you today? Beautiful, bright-eyed Phyllis Ann Taylor. I am alive, alert, awake,
0: and I'm amazed that I'm up, oh, Alyssa. How do you get people up at eight
1: o'clock in the morning? <laughs> now, wait, wait, wait. You were the one who got me up this morning.
0: <laughs> now I know I'm really this. I woke up, I said, Oh my goodness, I have an interview.
1: <laughs> well, I am Dr. Elizabeth horansky Beck, and I am so excited to be interviewing one of my amazing sisters. Phyllis Ann Taylor is a certified teacher of the intentional creativity method of painting, which she teaches in her various classes and workshops. Intentional creativity teaches in order for stories to change how they affect us. We have to change how they live inside of us, those stories, how they are stored and how we relate to them. Working with our wounds through therapeutic tools is powerful and healing and has given a voice to the unspeakable stories. So Phyllis, I would like to dive right in and ask you very directly, what is your story? What is it that moved you to move into this area of your artistry? Well,
0: many women have experienced various kinds of trauma. And way back in 2003, I experienced a trauma going through a divorce, not an ordinary divorce, not that any divorce is ordinary, but I had one of my girls reveal to me that her stepfather had assaulted her, and that caused the wheels of a lot of things to start turning. After going through the divorce and having him convicted as a pedophile and a rapist, then I had to pack up the house that I'd lived in for some odd years. And I moved to Atlanta, but I still had to heal. One of the things that started me on the road to healing is in the process of packing up my house and There's a book called For Colored Girls Only Who Have Considered Suicide. Well, that is a possible consideration, but then it's not when you have things to do. And most women have a lot of things they need to do. So I was sitting on my bed, not wanting to do any of the things I had to do. And I picked up my pencil with my non-dominant hand. For me, that's my left hand. And I started doodling. And I draw portraits. So I started doodling and drawing figures and doing stuff. And what I noticed is that there was no internal critic. There was no voice. There wasn't his voice. There wasn't any voice telling me how ugly that looked or you didn't do this right or this isn't right. There was nothing. It was just peace and quiet. And I just started doing that. And then through that process, of packing up the house and still painting, I began to do paintings using my left hand, my non-dominant hand only. When I finally got to Georgia and unpacked those paintings, I was like, who did these? Where did these come from? But they were so great. I loved them. And then I just, you know, began to show them. And I thought about that. And I met a woman in Georgia who had a group for women who have been abused the group was called fresh start for women and i started teaching the women how to use art to put their feelings on paper and it was so interesting because you know i'm just stepping out i didn't know what i was doing i knew it helped me and this one woman was painting and she was her right hand was her non-dominant hand and she had the pencil she said can i stab holes in the paper I can't stab him. I want to stab holes in the paper. And I said, yes, you can. Because that's more appropriate. We don't want you stabbing nobody. (laughs) She used the holes in the paper as part of her overall creation. And she was like, oh, my God, that felt so much better, you know. And it just began from there. I began to teach those workshops and then... When I moved to Florida, I saw a painting that I really fell in love with. And I looked up the person who did the painting, and she was my teacher, Shiloh Sophia. And I studied with her for a year, and I still study with her, creating the feminine image the way we as women want to be viewed, not how the patriarchy has always portrayed us. So that was my whole process, and I'm still doing it now.
1: I have this little booklet. Before we get to the booklet, I just want to pick up on a few threads that you so eloquently have spoken. I took some notes. You mentioned something about when you started (laughs) painting that you didn't have that internal voice speaking. And it reminds me so much i'm a yoga teacher and it reminds me so much and i meditate of the empty mind so you you kind of stumbled on the way to empty your mind from all of the old stories that were so painful and and then the pain dissipated and it transformed into beauty and art and this amazing expression so I'm just, for those of us that are are, are watching this live interview, um, you can see behind Phyllis her gorgeous, gorgeous portrait, so full of texture and form and creativity just kind of overflowing. And I also wrote down the phrases that you said, peace and quiet. And when you were unpacking, it was a metaphor for just yeah. unpacking the consciousness of pain and un furling it into peace and calm and gratitude and then the next thing you talked about is this fresh new beginning and so you covered so much territory just now that I'm my head (laughs) is spinning but but keep going I'd love for you to tell us about what you were just holding up and but but before I say that also well no go ahead go go with your what you were just about to show us
0: what you said is so correct you do unpack all those negative narratives that we feed yourself over the years it could start in infancy when some well-meaning adult told you that your trees couldn't be purple or that doesn't look like a cat you know they, they think they're instructing you in the way you should go, but they don't really realize that they may be putting a damper on your creative box, you know, and we want to be able to choose to either stay in our box or get out of our box because as creatives, and all of us are creative because infants are born with everything they need to be whatever or whomever they want. So all of us are creative. And we can choose, we can choose to stay inside our creative box, or we can choose to pop out of it and do whatever we want. And we have to learn to integrate the left and the right brain in getting our creativity out the way that we want. You know, the right brain is really good in coming up with ideas and all kinds of wild and crazy stuff that we consider but once we do that rather than allowing the left brain to kill it so to speak ask the left brain to collaborate with the right brain that's when you come up with the structure and the way to get it down and produce what it is that you want to produce so it's the same thing when I start a painting they don't look like that when I start out God only knows what, <laughs> I start out drawing doodles and circles and all kinds of stuff. And I just paint until whatever is there shows up. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I, it starts to unfurl for me. But you,
1: you allow yourself to play. I remember when I was taking a course of yours not too long ago. Um, we started out with writing on our canvases.
0: Exactly.
1: And so you were just saying that you don't know what your creation is going to end up with. And that was a huge lesson for me. We wrote on the canvas with a permanent marker. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: you said, don't be afraid to paint over what you've written. Don't be afraid to change that image over and over and over again. Exactly. In my imagination, (laughs) on the canvases of the paintings behind you, there are many more stories underneath there.
0: There are. There really are. Because one of the things I like to do, whether it's canvas or paper, is have my participants write out their intention for this moment of creativity. And once they're clear with that, and they write it out then i said just add color to it just play create doodles lines and just go with the flow it's it's a true anachron just go with the flow and it is very freeing because once you realize that you do not have to specifically draw a face or make a vase you're free to create whatever it is that you want to show up on that canvas or on that paper.
1: Yes, I am incredibly impressed because of your. I have right here your um, your biography, your CV from 1964 to the <laughs> 2004, <laughs> then 2020, and it's it's incredible. I was reading this and my jaw was dropping open. You kind of help people to create portraits. And I have never in my life until I I took the course with you, drawn a face. Not only was I able to create a face, but it was actually a face with dimensionality and with shadows and with form. And that, that face became me, even though it didn't look like me. And you encouraged us to use things that we had around the house to reuse to repurpose so there was this kind of regenerative future thread that came into it and um it, it it's just fabulous so what sorts remind us what sorts of courses have you taught in the past and what are you as we move into the future what sorts of courses are you thinking about offering i know that you have some free offerings and some of your courses, you know, cost for your amazing expertise. And I encourage everybody to follow Phyllis. And in a few minutes, we'll be sharing all of Phyllis's contact information. But give us an idea, give us a sense of, you know, I also want to put a plug-in for you teaching online because I know for you, you look young as can be, but you're an elder, you're my elder. And I just turned the big 6-0. I'm not embarrassed to say. So you think that I'm basically an infant, I know. What sorts of creative aspirations are you dreaming up right now?
0: Well, I started out, of course, teaching the foundation of drawing. And then I moved into painting portraits and doing commissioned portraits. And once I started studying with Shiloh, I realized that I wanted to teach women, of course, how to create their own images. And in doing that, It didn't have to just, when I say images, I'm not just talking about faces, but I've learned to use all type of media because not everyone is comfortable drawing with a pencil or using a paintbrush. Matisse painted with scissors. He cut out all his images and created his paintings. So I have taught courses in using mixed media. There was a course called What's in Your Basket? And that's because there are many of us who don't think we have any skills. Oh, I'm just a housewife or, oh, I just do this or, oh, I just do that. But all of those just do that is a skill that someone else doesn't have. So when I teach that course, what's in your basket, I have them list everything that they just do. And then they realize how full their basket is. And why people come to them and ask their opinion on something because they just do this. And that's called What's in Your Basket. And that's a course that I have taught and will come back to. And then there was another type of course where I had people create their own self-portraits with using mixed media. I had them take a selfie, but then if they could, They could print out the selfie for the next week's class. And when they came back, I showed them how to apply different backgrounds and paint and all kinds of things to create. Who do you really think you are? That is so beautiful. There's a class that I have that I'm putting together. It's called Tree Woman. Now You would enjoy this because you love nature. And I believe women hold the seeds to everything created. We are the bearers of life. And tree woman is imagining yourself as your favorite type of tree. Like I think of myself as an oak tree because it's it stands, its branches spread out so big and the trunks are so wide. Now, I've never thought of myself as being as strong as an oak tree because the one thing I learned is... I think it's pine trees that are very flexible. So when you have a hurricane, pine trees bend, but oak trees get uprooted. So now I don't know if I want to be an oak tree, especially since I live
1: in Florida. (laughs) Well, I will offer you directly from source, the strength and the power of the oak tree because you are that and the flexibility of the pine. So okay. we're gonna have to find some other tree, it looks like that's that's somewhere that that has all of those right. attributes. And,
0: but think of all the trees that are there and how much they offer to the earth, just being the type of tree they are. I think of the weeping willow. I don't know why they named it weeping, but it's branches coming up and down and then just covering the earth. It's like a mom protecting, you know, how you see a a hen protecting all its little chicks and, you know, so that's a course I'm working on called, it's, it's called tree woman, but I'll have to come up with a very snappy title. And then there's a course I wanted to start teaching, but I had to move in the process of the end of 2020 and 2021. It was called envisioning your year ahead. And Biblically, there's something about if you don't have a vision, you don't have a future, and we all do resolutions, but I thought of, okay, suppose we turn those resolutions and actually make them month by month, little visions of things that we want to see actually happen in our life, because, you know, many of us are entrepreneurs and business people, and we're supposed to put structure to our life. <laughs> so, but suppose we really did that. And I my course is called Envision Your Life Ahead. And I started out, I do this, you've heard of vision boards. Yes. Usually the boards and they tell you to put them up on your wall and that's good. Except I found for me I never pay attention to it after a month or so because it becomes like the wallpaper. you forget it's there. So I came up with this idea for a portable vision story book. And I said you can carry it in your purse, if you're waiting in the doctor's office, you can always review what your vision is. or you can you know stick it in your chest, have it close to your heart. But what I did is took 12 topics and each topic, I put down what my vision is. And just to give you an idea, okay, look at this one. It says, go bold, go big. My studio, I have to get my studio set up because otherwise I can't paint.
1: I love the virtual success because we're all virtual successes now because we're all virtual. Exactly. And this one says to
0: get 60,000 affluent buyers to love my art, you have to create it. You can't just imagine and wish for what you want. you've got to put some action to that. I think it was Bell Hooks who said, "Love is action, not just simply a feeling. You know, we have to put down on paper, write it down, and then envision it, and then do it. This is my rebel. I am a cowgirl. <laughs> Not that I've ever worn a cowgirl boot, but I love cowboys.
1: <laughs> that is, that is just, you know,
0: in the back of it, you just create a cover and that's my mm. hack road till I get to the end of it. So, but it's just fun classes like that, that I try and incorporate. And I'll be so glad when I get my studio set up so I can do these classes.
1: <laughs> Well, well, tell us, tell us what's coming up. A little bird told me you're doing something, presenting something this weekend, next weekend. Yeah, this weekend, the 20th,
0: there's a retreat called the Goddess Retreat for Entrepreneurial Women. It's Saturday, the 20th. And at one o'clock, I will be giving just a little snippet, like I just did, of creating a vision story book. And then on the 27th for the art and wellness hotline, I'm teaching a three hour workshop on doing just that, creating your own vision story workbook. And that's on the 27th from 1 p.m. Eastern time to 4 p.m.
1: So how would people, if they were interested, how would they sign up for those um, classes? the best thing to do would be to go to
0: Facebook and look for, for Saturday, the goddess retreat and goddess is G-O-D-D-E. The last two S's are money signs. The what kind retreat, of signs? What do you call the money? The dollar signs? Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> the goddess retreat with, with two money signs.
0: Right. The S's, the two S's in goddess are the dollar signs. Okay. Okay. Seventh, go to the art and wellness hotline.
1: Okay. That's so after you go off of here, maybe in this live thread, once it's posted as a replay, you can just put that in there for for our listeners. And the last thing I would love to know before we part ways this early morning is how do we find you, Phyllis Ann Taylor, so we can follow you?
0: Okay. I am on both Facebook. well i'm learning to be on a lot of things but facebook i remember i'm on facebook as phyllis ann taylor my art page is panay art studio
1: and spell that for the viewers here
0: and my website is panayartstudio.com
1: okay and panay is p-a-n-n-e-t
0: a-r-t yes
1: Panayartstudio.com. Panayartstudio.com. And your Facebook page is also Panay Art Studio. Okay, Facebook. Phyllis, it has been an absolute pleasure to hear your story and how you have transformed your life, not only your life, but the lives of so many others around you and how you continuously help us unstick our stuck energy, because we all know that especially in the last year and especially in these moments in time, that is our job as humans on planet earth to release the old stories. And we've all got them, no matter what we look like, no matter who we are, no matter where we sit, whether it's in you know the spare bedroom in my house with the pine tree out the window, whether it's in your new place with your paintings hiding a little bit of unpacking (laughs) wherever we are there is beauty to behold within us around us and all around planet earth so thank you thank you thank you again and I look forward to your next class and I look forward to chatting with us girls because we have quite a society going on but that's a story for another day okay that's right
0: thank you elizabeth i appreciate you thank you so much
1: (laughs) have a wonderful day everybody